Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans, for the fans. And here's your host, Conrad Cushman. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Everything Pro Wrestling. Welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans. For the fans, I am your host, Conrad Cushman, and this is episode 81 of the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. Today, we have a very special episode lined up for you guys. We are going to be talking AEW Full Gear 2019. We will have a preview for the event, also give our predictions on what we think will happen, and we're going to be talking some MLW Saturday Night super fight card that just took place this past Saturday. Right now, guys, the time is 623. I've got the NWA playing in the background, and I also have to bring this up, folks. We have been nominated because of all of the tremendous listeners to the podcast, to the YouTube show. We have been nominated for the Wrestling Podcast Awards. In the description box, I have a link to it down below. Uh, It's a Google Docs. You guys can vote for everything pro wrestling in every single category that you guys want. Please help out the podcast. Make sure you go out there and leave me a vote. Um, I guess everything will be done by December 8th. It is going to be hosted by Rant with Ant. And shout out to WrestleHub, who is also hosting the event. This is going to be tremendous. I'm just happy to be nominated and have my name mentioned with so many great podcasts. Um, shout out to everybody who I worked alongside with at Brainbuster Radio. I even heard Brainbuster Radio's name mentioned. So I'm very thankful to be mentioned with all these great people. With that being said, guys, let's not waste any more time and let's get right into this one. All right, I got that NWA power playing in the background. My girl Thunder Rosa just gave out some work. Love seeing Cobra Moon from Lucha Underground back on the wrestling scene, especially on my television screen or telephone. Uh, Really dope to see Cobra Moon back out there, a.k.a. Thunder Rosa. She had a tremendous match right here. Looked really good in this one. Vicious. Um, Speaking of the NWA guys, I do plan on doing a review for Into the Fire. I think that that's going to be a tremendous lineup. I'm really enjoying this one-hour program on YouTube that they provide every single week. So if you guys haven't had the chance to check out NWA Power, I highly recommend it to you. Now, let's talk about MLW Saturday Night Super Fight, guys. Uh, The results for this show were off the chain. Uh, so many good things that we could talk about here. First, big shout out to the announced team. I thought they worked really well together. Um, I know Rich did a great job and shout out to AJ Kirsch. He is who is someone who is featured in all of like the WWE video games. Uh, I know 2k19. He was the background voice for buzz. Um, AJ Kirsch was on tough enough, really, really good at what he does. And I thought he did tremendous on announcing. So we started off with uh, Leo Bryn versus Savio Vega. When's the last time you heard Savio Vega's name mentioned, man? It's been quite some time. So uh, Leo Bryn, Bryn, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. He ended up defeating Savio Vega via cowbell. (laughs) More cowbell. Um, Really fun match right here. Nothing that's too crazy. I would give it about a C plus, but I thought it was fun. We also had uh, Gino Medina uh, defeat Airwolf uh, via Eat Defeat. 
the match was okay. They did what they had to do for Medina's MLW debut. Uh, he came out kind of like an arrogant person, but they did what they had to. Okay match. Uh, I give this one a C. Now we get into uh, La Parca, or excuse me, uh, Hidejo de La Parque, uh defeating Zenchi with a back-to-belly cradle pile driver on this one. Uh, Zenchi missed a 450 splash, and then he got hit with the pile driver. Uh, MJF had a gift for Rich Holiday. MJF's backstage took off the sunglasses. Um, they get into it talking about the dynasty and everything else. Really fun. And the last pre-show match. Now, this one I missed. It was Simon Gotch and Quan uh, defeating Douglas James and um, Dominic uh, Garani. And I don't know how they ended up doing this, but a cradle pile driver defeats him as well. So Quan spit the uh, mist in the Mondo's face. Didn't work out. Cradle pile driver for the end. Now let's get into the main card. These were the matches that I did see. We had a Texas Tornado tag team match. We had the Von Erics versus the Dynasty. So the Von Erics are feuding with MJF, and it was some really, really good stuff here. Uh, Rich Holiday had nothing while he was teaming up with MJF. They ended up getting caught with the uh, Claw classic Von Erich move. Uh, They hit a Claw combo maneuver, and Marshall ended up penning uh, MJF with the claw still intact. And it was a really good opener. MJF proved why he is in AEW for this. Um, we had injustice defeat gringo loco, uh, Puma King and Satimo dragon fun match. Reed connected on a springboard 450 splash. I really like injustice. I think they're a great tag team. They give my man, uh, Doug Markham, former, uh, person I interviewed on the podcast, um he's the referee in the match they give him a really hard time but that was part of their gimmick with the whole injustice um reed is really good he's probably my favorite one out of all of them so good match right here we had the middleweight championship teddy hart versus austin aries this was probably my second favorite match of the night i had a lot of fun watching this one um aries was crazy in it he was attempting to Lower rope suicide dive. Uh, Hart dodged. Airy went face first into the guardrail at some points. They, you saw a lot of dead weight stuff with them. Out cold. Aries gets in the ring. Tries to win with a roll up. Barely gets out of it, Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart hits a Canadian destroyer for the win. Great match. Uh, Joseph Samuel comes out cutting a promo saying that Teddy and the Von Erics now have targets on their backs as champions. So Contra putting out the... Uh, you better watch yourself. Dope, dope. I like it. It makes sense. Low-key versus Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. came out wearing his father's old Hollywood Blondes attire. I absolutely love it. The nostalgia there. Brian Pillman being one of my favorites was absolutely great. And I'm a fan. I don't I don't know what else to say. Uh, Low-key is a badass, too. If you've been a Ring of Honor, TNA, WWE fan, you guys have all seen Low-key, Caval, whatever you want to call him. He's badass in the ring. Uh, Loki ended up winning with a knockout on Brian Pillman with three different head kick variations. And they went back and forth for about 10 minutes, I'll say. Rugged, rugged fight. And Loki just knocked his ass out, man. It, It was different to see. It kind of, they tried to portray Brian Pillman Jr. as the tough guy for this. So I wasn't too mad at it. 
Next up, we had Tom Lawler, who defeated Timothy Thatcher for this one. This was kind of like a chess match, uh, strong style versus just being strong, I guess is the best way to put it. Lawler wins with a rear naked choke. Uh, He bloodied Thatcher pretty bad in this one. Timothy Thatcher is a tough dude for this match, and Tom Lawler is filthy. (laughs) No, Tom Lawler is the man. Uh, That was a really fun match, too. Good Dude, this card was just fun. When I watched it, fun. Uh, and I gave out free codes via Fight TV, so you guys need to make sure you're locked into the Twitter at EPW Show if you guys want the opportunity to win some potential free stuff. Uh, I've got AEW and StarCast 4 codes up right now, so make sure you follow all the directions that I have listed on Twitter, and you guys will be eligible to win. Stairway to Hell match. Uh, we have Mance Warner versus Jimmy Havoc versus, uh, I, I, th- I want to say it's Bestia666 in a three-way match. Uh, this one was crazy. You saw wooden boards, chairs, trash cans, trash can lids, barbed wire. Uh, the bar- Stairway to Hell is the barbed wire match, similar to what the Sandman used to always do. This one just got brutal and nasty. At some points, I really thought Jimmy Havoc was going to win this one, but they teased a lot of things with each guy. Mance hits uh, Bestia with a superplex through a wooden board for the win. Rough match. I think afterwards, Jimmy Havoc was pile-driving people on guardrails. These guys went in on this match. Uh, If you like hardcore matches, you'll enjoy this one. National Openweight Championship, Alexander Hammerstone versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. These guys just went in and clubbed each other. This was just a fight straight up. Uh, Hammer won via a roll-up uh, by grabbing the ropes. I thought Davy Boy Smith Jr. was going to pull this one out yet, but I feel like they're telling a good story with this, uh, with Alexander Hammerstone getting involved with the family. There's more to the story, I think. So I don't count Davy out of the title picture just yet, but he's got to redeem himself at this point. And in the main event, no DQ for the MLW Heavyweight Championship. Mark my words is this, guys. LaParka's in this as LA Park, but Jacob Fatu is the future of any wrestling company. This is like Umaga done correctly. So I have to give it up to Court Bauer for this. Court Bauer, former writer, uh, he is one of the owners of MLW. I don't know how deeply involved he is with it, but... Court Bauer is one of the big reasons for all of this. And Jacob Fatu is amazing. Whether he goes to NXT, AEW, WWE, he's part of that Samoan dynasty. But this boy is good, I'm telling you. If you've never seen it, type in Jacob Fatu on your YouTube and check him out. Now, Joseph Joseph Samuel uh, comes out during this match. My man Doug Markham is the referee in this one. And uh, Selena De La Renta is out there with L.A. Park. She seemed kind of disheveled. I don't know. They were trying to tell a story that she was more worried about other business ventures at the time. Samuel fireballed the referee in this match. So, Doug, hopefully you're all right, my good sir. Uh, he got hit with a fireball in this match. Park accidentally spears De La Renta through a table in the corner. Both guys are bloody. They rip LaParka's mask. He's bleeding all over the place. Jacob Fatu gets busted open. Uh, He got hit in the head with the ring bell. That shit sounded terrible. And uh, super kick, Samoan drop, and he lands a moonsault from the top for Fatu to get the big win. Jacob Fatu is the man in MLW. I hope we get to see more of him. 
in this position. He's going to be at the top for a while as long as MLW has him. But I think it's only a matter of time before someone ends up scooping him up. I just wanted to run through that MLW breakdown real quick. But we're going to take a quick pause, have a little commercial break time here, and then we will be right back with our preview for AEW Full Gear. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot to come find all you need to know. Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler. We are the three voices of ECB podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast hosting sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like Everything College Basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with the Facebook group. That's Everything College Basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it. Brother. A big shout out to Cage Side Seats who helped me out with that MLW Super Fight review. And folks, don't forget to make sure you check out my boys, Everything College Basketball. I know at 7 p.m. tonight, as I'm recording this on November 5th, college basketball kicks off, man. We are back at it. So make sure you check out Everything College Basketball, the premier Facebook group to talk college basketball. And they have a great podcast as well. You guys are going to want to make sure you check that out. Folks, it is time. The time you have been waiting for. We are going to talk about AEW Full Gear. Now, this event is taking place November 9th, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There is a pre-show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's taking place at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, this is available on BR Live, traditional pay-per-view, and Fight TV, I believe, if you are outside of the country. Now, I'm running a Fight TV promotion right now guys on the twitter i said this before but i want to say it again for anybody who is international you have the opportunity to watch this whole event for free and you can also now this one isn't international you can watch starcast so make sure you guys check out my tweets at epw show find the starcast and aew full gear ones retweet it Sub to the YouTube page, take a screenshot, put it down there, and follow everybody who I have listed there, which is Fight TV, myself, and Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. And that's it, guys. You can have your opportunity to watch these shows for free. But we don't have too many matches lined up for this. And I know we still got a show tomorrow coming up. And I think they're going to add some potential more matches to this Um I'm going to try and maybe see what we can pull out of here for matches that they could add. I mean, we saw something. I feel like Jake Hager has to kind of wrestle on this show, right? Like, I don't see it any other way. Even if he's not fighting Dustin Rhodes, he's got to fight somebody, I feel, from their crew. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it happens. I don't know if maybe Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager team up, but I feel like they need to have a match on here for him. And maybe they're saving it for next week. Uh, We have that. We do not have an AEW tag team title match. We just crowned the champs this past Wednesday 
Uh, spoiler alert, SCU are the new AEW tag champions. And if you haven't seen it yet, you're living under a rock. So SCU are the tag champs. And no match has been announced for Rio. We don't have any women's matches lined up yet. Different, different, different. But to me, this is the card where we're going to get a lot of makeup matches that we should have got as well. Let's start off with Hangman, Adam Page versus Pack. This was the match we were supposed to get at Double or Nothing, and that's when the whole drama came up of is Pack not coming to AEW? He has the Dragon Gate title. Is he refusing to lose? What's the issue? What's going on? Well, we get this match now. Pack is here. Hangman Adam Page is here, and they're ready to rock and roll. Who needs this victory? This is tough, man, because you have booked Pack very strong throughout this entire time. Uh, he has not lost an official match without uh, being cost by like Moxley or something else. He's been booked very, very strong. You have Hangman Adam Page as the same uh, breath of fresh air, but in a different story. He picked up a big win against Sammy Guevara on AEW Dynamite this week, but Hangman Adam Page lost to Chris Jericho, and he's been acting pretty funny ever since that loss. What does this all mean? Who do you go with in this one? This is very tough. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go with Hangman Adam Page. I think that this will be part of his redemption story. He's got a lot of a storyline to tell, I feel. I'm still sticking with he's on this cowboy journey. Uh, I know Jim Ross is a big fan of John Wayne. And when you look at this, what could he possibly do? The man lost everything. He's riding out on his horse solo. I'm painting this Red Dead Redemption type of picture for you. And Hangman Adam Page makes you wonder, well, what's he going to do? He does, he's trying to find himself, and he's trying to do, and I quote, cowboy shit. No other better way to do that than to defeat the guy you were supposed to face at double or nothing. Pack is someone who's been on a tremendous roll, and it'll put him back in a serious category. The fans popped for him when he said cowboy shit on AEW Dynamite. Maybe it'll work again here. Um, Pack's in a good position as well. Not too many losses. Uh, I think that you can put him in the mix with the bunch here. So give me Hangman Page for the victory. Next up, we have the Young Bucks versus PNP. Uh, Santana and Ortiz, the former LAX. It is pride and powerful. The Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are part of the inner circle with Chris Jericho. The Young Bucks, part of the elite. They've been out here helping Cody out, and I have been wanting to see this match for quite some time. AEW's tag division is the best tag division easily in pro wrestling, I think. I don't think there's anybody messing with it right now. Uh, closest maybe NXT, but New Japan, no. Any other company you want to insert in there? No, they have the best tag teams right now. And these guys are going to tear down the house. I can't wait to see this match. I really, I started having these weird type of ideas earlier when I was listening to Queen. Check out my girl, Queen of N.E. Um, I started thinking of what kind of match do I want to see these guys in. And I would love to see them in a cage match for some reason against the Young Bucks. Uh, 
I don't know why. I just think that it would be a banger of a match, and it would give them something different to use for them to mess around with. Because Santana and Ortiz are playing these, like, they're badass dudes that you don't want to mess with. And the Young Bucks are kind of, you know, the, uh, I don't want to say immature. They're kind of like the fun-loving type of guys. Make stuff pretty interesting. But I'm going with PNP for the win in this one because I feel the inner circle needs to stand out and they need to figure out exactly how to make them stand out. Chris Jericho's done a tremendous job building up Jake Hager, uh, Santana and Ortiz, Sammy Guevara. They've got a lot of stuff that they could mess with and do here. And I'm interested to see what they do. It's nothing bad. So, like I said, PNP for the win for me. The unsanctioned lights out match. So this match is not counting towards anyone's records. And I really like how they built this one up. This goes all the way back to John Moxley's debut at Double or Nothing. He whooped Kenny Omega's ass <laughs> after he did not get the victory. And th- then and there, he went to work, beat his ass, threw him off of the poker chips, and... That was it, man. We were off to a big-ass feud between these two. John Moxley, Kenny Omega is a match that I think a lot of people have been looking forward to. We thought we were getting it at the last pay-per-view at All Out, but Moxley ended up having a staph infection in his arm, and they just couldn't have the match. So similar to Hangman Page and Pac, this is kind of a make-good. And while you're watching this one, The lights will be turned out. Justin Roberts is going to say that this match is not part of AEW, but they're going to have a referee in it. Yeah, some people get hokey about it, but I'm all right. How do we uh, present this one? Moxley set this up perfectly with the Tony Khan segment. Um, And even before then, let me get into Kenny Omega's promo on him when he went out injured. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And it made it even better. I think they can do a really good promo package for this if they wanted to. Who knows where this is going to last, though, and what's going to happen. So we got a lot of things that could happen with this one. John Moxley, Kenny Omega. Moxley's setup for this, going into Tony Khan's office after everything that's went down with the brooms with the barbed wire, the baseball bats with the barbed wire, the attack after beating him up with the uh, the drumsticks and everything else at Fighter Fest. This has been going on for a long time. And he goes into Tony Khan's office. Tony Khan is never seen on camera. Genius. Because Tony Khan does not want to be a featured person on here. But they hear they have like the camera listening in on a closed door of them arguing. And he says that I'm trying to be the man around here. You're telling me that my match is going to be unsanctioned, that none of this is going to count towards my record. There's that personal feeling of this needs to be important. And I like that he's saying you're devaluing my match by doing this. And Tony Khan has a reasonable explanation, too, saying, I don't know what you and Kenny are going to do. You guys are going to end up tearing up everything in this arena, and I don't want to be responsible for that. Makes sense from a promoter standpoint, right? Uh, Kenny Omega ripped it up with Joey Janela in one of these unsanctioned lights-out matches, and I think Moxley and him can do the same. I really do. 
this is great. Moxley then comes out later on during this show on Dynamite, and he cuts a promo that I loved. It wasn't anything great. He came out there real quick, few-minute promo, and he was spitting on the camera, but he was intense. And this is some stuff that you're not going to get from reading a script. This is another thing that I'm always talking about. In WWE, you can feel that script, that scripted nonsense that people don't believe it. Moxley believed his words in this, and he felt really good about what he did. You could tell. Who wins, though, guys? That's the main thing that you guys are here to listen to, right? John Moxley and Kenny Omega is a match that could go either way. Here's the weird thing. I feel like Kenny Omega really needs this win, but so does John Moxley. John Moxley's been built up as hype, and I feel like if he loses, he he loses his hype. But Kenny Omega is in kind of the similar way of Adam Hangman Page. He's building himself back up. And I think in this one, John Moxley gets the win because this is his type of match. Unsanctioned, lights out. He's DDT Kenny Omega through a glass coffee table. He gave him the Death Rider. I think we see the Death Rider in some way, shape, or form for the win here. I'm going with John Moxley to win this match. Not a popular choice, but I just think he needs to win more. He is the new guy. He's talked a lot of crazy crap, and you got to let him back it up. And I still think that we could eventually see even on one of the Dynamite shows, a four-way for the next number one contender between Moxley, Omega, Page, and Pac. That's why I think all of these wins are going to play out that way. That's just me personally looking at it that way. And now let's get into the main event, folks. It is going to be for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Pause. The unsanctioned match probably could be the main event as well because it's going to be lights out. It's not sanctioned. And they're going to say, well, this is the part of the show where it's over, folks. But I digress. AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Chris Jericho versus Cody Rhodes. Um, they announced earlier on Twitter before this show even takes place that there will be three judges available as a tiebreaker if the match goes beyond the 60-minute time limit. Number one, I do not like that. I do not like a title match being decided by judges. And I kind of went over this with JPQ, and I'm I'm here's what I'm trying to do. And if, if I'm in a creative meeting for AEW, I want to be the guy who could maybe poke holes into the logic of some of this stuff. Let's say this match does go 60 minutes. There's a ref bump. Do the judges not know to count if the guy's cheating or not? Wouldn't it matter if you side with a face or a heel? Little things like that are what bother me with it. And how do you know you have unbiased judges? Who are these people? You'd have to make sure that it was fair on both sides. Right? So I don't know what they're going to do with this one. Um, They'll have the three judges there. I don't think it's going beyond 60 minutes though. This is Chris Jericho in 2019. The man doesn't need to go that long. And I think Cody Rhodes can tell a hell of a story, but he doesn't need to be in there for 60 minutes either to tell his story. They're going to be fine. I think this one will be good going 20 to 25 minutes. They'll be they'll be okay with this. Um, I just wonder what role the judges will play because they brought this up for a specific reason, I'd like to think, unless they want to get Legends paydays. But I hope this isn't a staple for AEW. Uh, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think of that too, so let me know. But for the World Championship match, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, 
A lot of people are wondering, MJF, MJF's loyalty, where does it stand in all of this? A lot of people think he's going to turn. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now, and I'm going to say he doesn't turn. Uh, I think that they're going to save this for another moment when you're not expecting it. And this isn't the time yet. I think maybe you tease it, but you don't do it. Chris Jericho's inner circle. I don't think I want to see any of these guys interfere in this match. If they do, I feel like someone should make the save for Cody as well. Hence why the three judges, it goes back to what I said. What does this all mean? Chris Jericho and Cody will probably go at it. I have dug what they've done with each other throughout this buildup. I like the inner circle blowing the air horns. Uh, this That was my favorite segment. And then they all go hide in kind of like this locked room. Cody Rhodes puts his hand out. MJF wraps his scarf around it. Cody punches through the glass, and they commence to get into a fight. I love it. It turned into a Donnybrook. Uh, Cody gets locked up at the like university station, basically, so that he didn't get into it with Jericho anymore. Jericho's yelling, I have a ticket. This has just been a great buildup. And Jericho's actually building other stars within the company. Very smart what he's doing. And I think Sammy has taken a great advantage of that. And I think that PNP will get their turn at the pay-per-view. Hager, your time is coming. Trust me, my friend. And he might be one of the people who interferes in this. Cody, I think, is going to come close, but no cigar. Cody Rhodes, to me, has been one of the brightest lights in AEW. This guy's a main inventor in my mind. He's been telling the best stories. He doesn't have to do all the flips and stuff that you get to see with a Young Bucks, uh, Hangman Page, Pac, Kenny Omega. I mean, a lot of these guys do flips and stuff, but Chris Jericho and Cody are different in the aspect of they tell a real story in the ring. And I like that. I like that there are variances and differences in people's styles and what they do. So what happens in this one? Like I said, I think it's going to go about 25 minutes maybe 30 at the max. And I feel that Cody Rhodes will end up losing this match with some catastrophe going on. And I think that Chris Jericho retains his AEW World Heavyweight Championship with the Judas effect, knocking out Cody for the win. I just think Jericho is going to straight up win. And I'm picking Jericho because two things. Number one, Cody doesn't want to hear the whole Triple H comparison of, oh, why did he get the match? Uh, Why is he booking himself like he's Jeff Jarrett? Cody doesn't want to be compared to that shit. All right, none of that TNA, Reign of Terror crap. And I think that they're going to book Jericho as a strong world heavyweight champion. He is the first champion. you got to have this guy look strong in all that he does. So Chris Jericho for the win here. The question is really who dethrones him, and I don't know who that is. A lot of people are saying it's Kenny Omega. I can see it being Hangman Page after telling the story too, though. Hell, it could be even Pac. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe it's Moxley. I know, folks, short episode of the podcast this week, but last week I gave you two hours. Uh, We talked – Everything from Crown Jewel to Jordan Miles and that whole situation. We even talked about race a little bit on the podcast, which I felt was something that needed to be talked about. And 
With all that being said, folks, we have a tremendous lineup for AEW Full Gear. So do me a favor, folks. In the link tree down below, you guys can find my YouTube channel if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have. Click the subscribe button. And also, what the hell, click the bell. And you guys will be notified anytime I do a live video and it goes up. I do weekly reviews for AEW Dynamite. I've been doing SmackDown reviews. Hopefully, I don't have to change that in the schedule soon because it's been a little rough to watch. Except for this week when they have NXT randomly show up but make sure you guys click that bell and this saturday i will be live after aew full gear we will have a bunch of people here uh it's gonna be a good time so make sure you guys click the bell and check out the channel and let me know your thoughts on aew full gear and all the fallout that takes place from it with that being said guys make sure you vote on the wrestling podcast awards make sure you vote for your boy everything pro wrestling and we're out thank you guys so much peace